Hello, and welcome to Vlogs on Tape. Today's post is Wizard Weaknesses, written by Daniel Sell and originally published on his blog, What Would Conan Do? at whatwouldconando.blogspot.com. Wizard Weaknesses. Thanks to Andley Bartlett for reminding me of this trope. Some wizards, tower wizards, necro wizards, lonely wizards, have the time to commit to exceeding the typical human limitations of knowing the unknowable. As you approach the Planck scale of magical minutiae, it passes beyond mere education and study. At this level, you must cheat. These cheaty boss wizards should be freely given outrageous skill and stamina ratings. Huge, gigantic, suicidally dangerous sorceress chops. The players can go ahead and literally brute force the issue of killing them, or they can be smart and figure out exactly how this bastard is cheating and catch them out. When these weaknesses are exploited, the wizard's skill and total stamina is halved. Some might apply just to the individuals exploiting it, or it might cause the wizard to be generally weakened. The exact details will suggest themselves. D66 Wizard Weaknesses 11. Having his hat knocked off. Its special lining was keeping the spells inside. 12. The pet rat he keeps in his cummerbund, a great sorcerer in its own right. 13. Seeing a tattoo of a bare bottom. Prude or ancient pact with Slanesh. 14. An albino ferret brandished. The wizard cowers and cringes, obviously disgusted. Whether this effect is magical or psychological is unclear. 15. The secondary brain they keep in a jar under their bed helps them think. 16. A deck of cards full of occult symbolism. The wizard has actually invented a revolutionary note-taking system, allowing him to offload a lot of mental strain onto small cue cards. Regardless, destroying them would be quite a setback. 21. Direct sunlight causes the warlock's crystallized plasmic crown to evaporate. It is otherwise invulnerable and irremovable. 22. The demonic parasite which clings to the back of his head. To the ignorant observer, it looks like a rather gaudy evil guy hat, but those viewing it via second sight will know differently. They must also test their luck or be blinded by the brilliance of the creature in its true form. 23. The true wizard is an old man behind a curtain in the room beyond, controlling this simulacrum with gossamer tendrils of plasma disappearing off into the ether. Requires a good few hours to rouse himself, so is essentially defenseless. 24. Warlock wands are old-fashioned, something a grandpa wizard would use. A few enthusiasts see past the passé and into the pragmatic, creating extravagant wands of manticore spine and unicorn feather to complement their abilities. They are tragically easy to break, however. When hitting a wizard successfully, you may test your luck to break the wand. If you fail, you do no damage to anything. 25. One thing that never goes out of style are bangles and talismans. One of these doodads is the source of the warlock's power, 
test your luck when grabbing at them to nick the right one. 26. When the wizard says he has more power in his little finger than you have in your whole body, he is being entirely literal. Cut off that finger. Test your luck to hit the finger and deal at least three damage to it. 31. Once a year, at a particular juncture of the aeons, the wizard goes out amongst the people and, into the ear of one poor fellow, mutters the word that will unravel his power. The person listening doesn't know what the word does, but they do know they will die in a year and a day if they ever reveal it. Anyone else saying it is fine, and greatly upsets the wizard. 23. Every wizard worth his salt knows that copious consumption of fairy blood grants you elevated magical mind powers. However, it also makes you very weak to the touch of cold iron and requires an industrial quantity of tiny fairies. Ecologically unsustainable. 33. The wizard is careful to surround himself with mirrors at all times. While in the presence of a reflective surface, he maintains his elevated state. 34. Usually kept tucked under his gums, the wizard chews on the psychoactive mushrooms that grow in dragon turds. Separated from his stash, he will soon come down. 35. The warlock stole all his power from demons way above his station, but because of his high-heeled ostrich boots covering his tracks, he's kept the demons off his trail. He's strapped in quite securely, so they'll need cutting off, but when his feet touch the floor, the demons will come and claim him. There's a one in six chance the gate stays open. 36. Standing in his foyer is what was once a flattering sculpture of a sorcerer, but is now partially obscured by blue moss. As the sorcerer taps into the false image of the sculpture, it is further taken over by the fifth dimensional moss. After a few years of everyday use, or six months of intense wizarding, he'll commission a fresh one. 41. In an egg, in a duck, in a pond, in an island, in a lake, in a pocket dimension, in a box, in a cupboard, is the source of half his power. The box must be found, entered, and hex crawled. 42. The warlock has sacrificed his mirror self for power. While held in a full-body reflective surface, his powers are diminished as the astral corpse of his other self retakes its position. 43. Their claim to knowledge is so great that if they were to be presented with a riddle that they could not answer, their confidence would be shattered. We'll always answer riddles. The group may collectively offer one per round, and if the GM can answer it, the wizard is assumed to have done so. The GM may also roll the wizard's luck once to solve it instead. 44. The wizard isn't bad, he's mad. Subtle senility has settled over his already power-addled mind. Anyone researching and performing an adequate impersonation of his wayward son will rattle him profoundly. 45. The wizard has replaced all his blood with liquid magic. He needs to put it back inside once in a while, and without it will be terribly weakened. 
46. All of his organs have been put into 2d6 jars and hidden in secret places. Each one found and destroyed takes a portion of his power. 51. The wizard sits in the middle of a miasma of chemical unguents with the distinct tang of body odor. However, he's not just a disgusting human being too wrapped up in the pursuit of power to wash. He is actually cultivating a vast colony of bacteria and other ambulatory filth to offset some of his sorcerous strain. A good amount of soap and water should put an end to his reign of terror. 52. Light is a terrible trickster. If one could avoid the sloppy interaction of radiation and surfaces and get down to the nitty-gritty objective reality of things, we would all be wizards. Now imagine if someone who was already a wizard got that insight. The wizard is blind and maneuvers around his manse with a series of seeing stones mounted in ceiling orbs and hidden on bookshelves. Inside his house, he is powerful and omniscient. Outside, he carries a small bag of variously sized stones for on-the-go observation of the objective world. 53. Being fully undead has many, many problems. Minor injuries become permanent problems, the smell is awful, your joints get all gunked up, and so on. Why not just have an undead heart? While it still beats in his chest, he is immensely robust. Somehow he can function without it. I don't know how. 54. The wizard cannibalized a wily demon and took his hands and tongue, allergic to religion. 55. Every night, the sorcerer sleeps in a crystal pod which guides his dreams and reverses the rigors of age. Without access to it, he will lose its calming powers and become tired, old, and cranky. 56. Bit by bit, the warlock has replaced his bits and bobs with mechanical parts. His blood is creamy, plasmically charged goo. His hands weave spells without a thought, and he's got subdermal weapons under his synthetic skin. 61. The warlock maintains many, many clones of himself. D6 are currently active, while the others are in their rest cycles in vats of goo. If you can find and smash the original to bits, they will lose their hub and focus. 62. The wizard doesn't have a weakness. He's just really great. He will, however, act like he does, begging them not to touch his special deck of cards or say bad words. He finds it funny. 63. The unimaginative magic worker sold his soul. If you tear up the contract, it's void. 64. In his basement, he keeps a fairy or genie or angel or other adorable but magically potent creature rigged up to a transmitter tower and feeds off it abiently. 65. The wizard has an agreement with a dark, er, lord to boost his powers. 66. The wizard delegates much of the physical toil of magic to his apprentices, who remain mind-linked throughout their apprenticeship. Any stress of hardship befall them instead of the wizard. Most 
don't last long. A lot of these seem like the kind of things that would be incredibly impractical limitations in combat. Remember, they are wizards, not soldiers. Their magic is to further their inscrutable ends, not arm wrestle, unless they're endomancers, I suppose. This is written for Troika, which is freely available. That was Wizard Weaknesses, read by Nick L.S. Whalen. Blogs on Tape is a project that seeks to make audio recordings of the best works in the OSR, hopefully making them more accessible to everyone. If you'd like to help, please get in touch with me by email. I can be reached at ls at paperspencils.com. Thank you for listening.